Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. And Kieran. Hello. I feel like we've assembled the PlayStation diehards especially here today yeah. <laughs> in the wake of this morning's PlayStation State of Play. Although it is a shame we don't have James because I'm sure he would love to weigh in on the Resident Evil news. So we'll need to touch base with him next week to touch on that as well as Final Fantasy 16. We're going to be delving into all that and more. But before we get to that, just quickly, what did you guys make of the Sonic Frontiers gameplay that was released with the IGN this week? Kieran, I know you're a Sonic fan. What Did you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, but they're not great. Um, <laughs> as, yeah, I don't know. I, as a, as a Sonic fan, I kind of like, it, it seems ant- antithetical to like the series, but I kind of wish they'd get away from the speed aspect. Yeah. You sum that up quite well in a, in a tweet to remind everyone what you said there. Yeah. Well, like I just, the, <laughs> the, um, the tweet was basically like me wishing that they would go back to the classic Sonic days where, you know, all the speed that he had was based on momentum and not just him being mm. some like intergalactic hedgehog um so i feel like i feel like they're 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 trying all these new things and they're just held back by that one aspect that they have, haven't got right yet i guess yeah and based on the seven minutes of gameplay i think it was that they released i can't say i was particularly enamored it just kind of looked very lifeless the open world mm. that they'd created which i guess yeah. is the fear for a game stepping into the open world for the first time um yeah. it kind of reminded me of like one of those like stunt park kind of games almost like a like a racing game or a skateboarding game where it's just like there's obstacles kind of all about the place and you kind of string tricks from one to the next without there really being kind of much motivation otherwise and you yeah. saw glimpses it- of the puzzles and stuff in the world too but they looked super basic as well um I don't know, Shannon. What? Do you, how did you feel about it? Any more positive? It's important to note that this was like the first area of the game. So, like, granted, it's probably sure. going to look. I think, yeah, that's the best example I'd use. It looked like a tech demo, like showcasing Sonic in an open world more than like a mm. game that you would want to play. Like, nothing really looked wrong or broken, but it just looked like a bunch of ideas meshed together with not a lot stringing each thing together. Like the puzzles just looked weird, yeah. and yeah, I, I think there's still. It could be fun. It's not going to be a 10. I don't think it was ever going to be a 10, but I, I think it could be a good game and an interesting concept. I just feel bad that mm. Sega like think this is the breath of the wild moment for, was for <laughs> Sonic, which it could be on paper, but maybe not so much in real life. Yeah, it's unfortunate, I suppose. But I, I guess you're right, though. It is early days, and, and maybe by the time we see more of the game and it's nearer to release, it'll shape up and we'll see some really quite involved areas. But... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we've had kind of, um, you know, historically, like, games like Zelda and uh, Mario kind of step into the 3D open world space so well. You'd hope Sonic could be able to make that same transition, but things cross. And, yeah, I, I feel like Mario 64 is a good good example, like, because that just tried so many different things. And looking back now, like, it's still a good game, but it was such a new feeling 3D yeah. platformer. Like, that feels like this, like when it's when that sort of genre has been established now for 20 years so yeah i don't know 
I, yeah, I have high hopes. Much later in life. Look, there, I'm sure there, there'll be worse Sonic games that have come out, many of them, than this. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anyhow, we should crack on because we've got heaps more to discuss, starting with perhaps Final Fantasy 16 finally being given a 2023 mid-year release window with a new trailer. The brand new trailer not only showed off more of what to expect from its story, world, and combat, but gave us an updated release window, which ends up being sort of Australian winter next year. Uh, Kieran, I'll come to you first on this. How excited are you for this game coming out next year? I'm super excited. Uh, I feel like I should have been burned too many times already on this series. Um, but I don't know. I just keep coming back for more. Um, and I guess like it's got it's got a good pedigree. It's got the team, obviously, that revived Final Fantasy XIV standing behind it. Um, it's got the return to like that classical high fantasy element. Like it's got everything that I like could have wanted in a, in a new mainline game. So I'm pretty keen. And it looks, I, I think it looks good. I think it looks I was really going to quiz you on that. I think it's Creative Business Unit 3 working on this, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, whoever lineage with Final Fantasy 14, as you mentioned, um, and Final Fantasy 11, I think, before that. P- potentially, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, do you think that the, 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 the right people to be making this game? It's obviously a bit different to 14 especially yeah i don't i don't know like i I don't know if they're the right people but it's a combination of like them being very fresh to uh like a fresh team for the series um Mm -hmm. and especially being led by uh yoshi p or naoki yoshida like that guy knows what he's doing um yeah i don't know i feel like the move away from the the same kind of themes and the same studios and stuff is a good idea and this is a question coming from someone that's still very much a newcomer into the world of Final Fantasy. But like, what did you make of the emphasis on the summons? Like, do you? They seem to be playing a pretty crucial role in the game, in both the story and the combat. Do you think that'll be any different how we've sort of seen it in the past? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like Final Fantasy fifteen kind of flirted with the idea of them being more integral to the world, mm. um, whereas like in the classical Final Fantasy games, they're just there to sort of aid you in combat and and look cool. So I like that they're leaning into it. Um, they honestly look a little bit more interesting than the like main human characters themselves. So I feel like they'll probably carry a lot of that that weight. Shannon, to come to you now, then. What do you make of this trailer? I know you're not the biggest Final Fantasy guy, but does does the kind of more traditional fantasy setting do anything for you as opposed to something more kind of steampunky like we've seen in, in Remake? Um, oh, look, to be honest, I haven't, still haven't played 7 Remake, but I feel like between the two, I'd be more likely to play that over this. The weird thing is I used to, I like I played all of the Final Fantasy games in like the PS1 days, but... Yeah, this this type of game, as good as it looks, and I fully understand why people appreciate it, it just doesn't grab me. Like, I cannot see myself playing it. But that's on me, and I acknowledge that. Looks good. I think it looks good. <laughs> Third for everyone. That's fair. Yeah, it does look really good. And I, you can tell that they're wanting to get each of these releases, like, 100% right now, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I think, like, having enjoyed 15 and 7 Remake, I'm kind of at the stage now where I'm going to sample at least, like, every Final Fantasy game that comes out. Like, or, or, was it Origin more recently came out? Strangers in Paradise. <laughs> it sounds Which like was... a reality TV show every time I talk about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I played the, the demo of that one, um, and that didn't grab me enough to then go and warrant picking it up upon its release. Um, maybe I should give it another go, but... You should. Um, it's secretly think, really good. <laughs> yeah, you reckon? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, certainly 16, I'm like much more invested in at this stage um, and eager to see how it shapes up next year. Shannon, how are you feeling about 2023 kind of more generally? Because it sounds like there's an awful lot of games coming out this year, that that year at this point. I know, yeah. I feel like the last two years has been like, oh, next year is going to be just packed with games and then they all get delayed to the following year. But I feel like yeah. 2023 like is that year where we're going to get like your Suicide Squad, your Starfield... I'm sure there's like 15 other games that I can't think of at the yeah, moment. But it's got it's some real like 2007, 2013 energy to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I fully expect like the first, this is summer, right? So like now, I, I fully expect like- US this, summer, so our winter, yeah. like mid-year. Yeah. The first six months of next year, I think will be insane. And then I think we might have a bit of a lull again. And then I don't know what holiday will bring. But yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of games in that first six months. It's exciting. Really exciting. Well, as alluded to earlier, one of the games that is coming out next year is a Resident Evil 4 remake coming March 24th, 2023. Uh, it's also going to have some PSVR 2 content, although it was unclear to me if that was to be at launch or kind of down the line. Um, and Resident Evil Village is also coming to PSVR 2 as well. Uh, Shannon, I might come back to you and start with the RE4 remake. On the PlayStation blog, Capcom wrote, we aim to make the game feel familiar to fans of the series while also providing a fresh feeling to it. This has been done by reimagining the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction, modernizing the graphics, and updating the controls to a modern standard. Having played RE4 yourself, albeit a while ago if I'm not mistaken, how do you hope it'll shape up in the remake? Look, it has been a while since I played it. I think I played it on PS2 and then maybe like the Wii version a little bit. And I know anything I say, James, is just going <laughs> to frown upon majorly. <laughs> Next week he'll be this. back, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like RE4, like a lot, it's a lot of people's favorite RE game and it's like regarded as one of the best games of all time. But it did, it, it is very different and it was the start of the game moving into more of a um action more than more than horror so i I feel like they would want to look at that and look at what they did with seven and eight and compare it to the earlier ones so i i I think they'll just tonally they'll want to change it to be a bit more darker and and a bit more spookier and i know that there were a lot of like random things in that game that will either be reworked or removed but yeah i'm excited for it really excited for it and i think like yeah, Capcom really have a hold on what people want from Resident Evil now, which is exciting for this yeah, title. I, I've really enjoyed 7 and 8, having played those two. Uh, 7, obviously, took me a while to get around to, but 8, I was all over and played that at launch. Um, I'm I'm yet to have gone back and connected with 2 and 3, the remakes of those two games, in the same way. Um, but I think for the most part, people are pretty... Um, pretty kind of happy with what they've done and the kind of the reimagining that they've applied to those games pretty happy with those albeit more so two than three i suppose um but yeah i think i've got a lot in faith of them in this at this point to to do um right by the expectations i suppose players have both new and old going into these games um and certainly every resident evil release is now on my radar um and i'm sort of yeah kicking myself for not going back and played two and three yet at this point but kieran i've marked my calendar today so me and my mates get together and play uh for remake at launch next year uh is this a game you're excited for too um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat as, as you are, you and I, I jumped into the series more or less with Resident Evil 7 and then Village, and I really enjoyed those. Um, and I dabbled a little bit in the remake of 2 um, and kind of, yeah, really dug what they did with that as well. So I'm keen to sort of 
half experience, you know, what everybody loves about the fourth game and also half experience, you know, what they bring new to it. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I love the kind of village vibes mm. <laughs> of of village as well, and I believe a lot of inspiration was drawn from for in creating that. So I'm kind of keen to see that sort of tie yeah. um, play out as well. Um, Shannon, we've both experimented with some horror games in VR. You famously grabbed me on the back as I played Until Dawn, and I collapsed to the ground. Settle down. Um, <laughs> can you muster <laughs> up the courage? Do you think to play either the uh, four remake content or Resident Evil Village again in VR. Yeah, I think I'd be more likely to play both of these games in VR, like knowing that they're more combat focused and not super scary. Like RE7, I just would never have touched just because it was so spooky and sort of down to earth in that that first house when yeah. the bakers were chasing it. Like I could not have dealt with that. But um yeah, I'd be keen to play both of these in VR. Like I was about to start RE4 on the quest but I, I feel like i should probably hold off now and wait for the for the remake that is the thing isn't it re4 on the quest yeah 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 it is yeah uh, not remake i don't think no it's no, no the original yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. original um uh, did, did we get any clarification because like, what they showed of village was just the kind of castle setting i was like did they say it was going to be the whole game or was it just kind of a component of i feel like it'd be the whole game like that yeah that you goes yeah, like that that lends itself to VR a lot better than RE4 would, in my opinion. But yeah, it must be the whole thing. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. I think I'd be like more yeah, more comfortable going back and playing that seeing as I have experienced that story before and I kinda know yeah, what's exactly you know what's coming. Um, exactly. That's the yeah. worst part about anything in VR. You it's the, it's not knowing. Yeah, you know what's gets. you know what's coming, I'm it's sure House Beneviento. Yeah. Yeah. oh god oh god i'd forgotten about that um, <laughs> i don't know what's coming you're right but yeah just to represent represent james i know he, he did mention that he really preferred like re7 in vr in terms of like that was the way yeah. to play that game i don't know if that translates to eight but i feel like the first person nature and just how that game is like it does just instantly work in vr and especially yeah. with the new controllers and whatever else we're we're mm. getting with that he strongly encouraged me to play it in VR and I, VR, no, sorry, RE7 in VR, and I was very much opposed to that idea, um, having watched someone else go through the ordeal once before. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll, uh, I'll talk myself into it by the time these come around. Anyhow, on the topic of other announcements from this morning's state of play, and on the topic of VR releases, I can't say I felt hugely compelled to get a PSVR 2, given my Oculus Quest and my PSVR 1 um, have mostly collected dust. But that Horizon VR game, Call of the Mountain, looked unreal. I love the kind of sense of scale you got looking up at the tall neck and everything in that clip. And I like that we're seeing a Horizon game with different characters, like kind of showing that that world and that IP mm. can expand out a bit more. But that was one of the other highlights for me too. Um, Kieran, in saying that, what else stood out to you in the presentation? Um, I mean, definitely Stray. I think we all know how excited I am for that. I think most of us are excited for that. It just looks... Yeah, for sure. It looks fantastic. Um, and I'm so glad we got a release date as well. And it's like right around the corner. Like mid-July, yeah, and, uh, uh, July 19th. being added to the higher tiers of PlayStation Plus's new subscription and that, service too. Yeah. That's probably like the first game that they've kind of like future game that they've announced is coming to plus that I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like that's actually going to be worth having the service for. Yeah. Chan, did you see that coming at all? Like, I don't think I anticipated them to add kind of new releases to that so soon. Oh, 
look, it's easy to look at it like that. But then in my mind, it's like, would this have just been a PlayStation Plus essential game if this other tier didn't exist? So, like, is it a good thing or are we just getting shafted? Oh, right. yeah. Like, it would be free anyway. for players for the month anyhow. Well, it does, yeah. it does feel like that just based on some of the other indies that have been a part of it. But oh, it's a good thing for sure. Like, I assume most hardcore people... I mean, that's all continuing to happen anyway, though, for essential subscribers, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. couldn't that but still have just been the case? Like, it is capped yeah, behind uh, the higher tiers. It's a good thing. And I, I think people that are going to be picking this up day one are probably going to upgrade anyway. So, it is a good thing. I love how awkward Chatter gets when you challenge him on this. <laughs> like, what are you... Yeah. Like, there's going to be games on Essential, but I, I think this would have been on it. Yeah, potentially. I'm just... Potentially. I'm providing the James and Brody energy and just challenging the PlayStation support <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, is it... Like, is this whole um, offering as good as Game Passes at this stage? Like, no. But I think this caught me by but surprise. But it has Stray and Xbox Game but Passes. Right. You can play as a cat. <laughs> uh, well, Shannon, I'll ask you the same question. What else stood out to you throughout the state of play? I mean, maybe that's a dumb question to ask because obviously it's going to be the Callisto Protocol right yeah i think just i think definitely horizon vr i agree like i thought it was going to be some on rails thing but i think like we touched on like psvr obviously lends to more triple a experiences so i'm really keen Mm. for that because that's a really cool world but yeah callisto protocol definitely looks it looks fantastic um yeah i'm a bit iffy like that they're obviously going to have to push towards that december date to beat dead space out but yeah, yeah the 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 caliber of talent in that game and just how it looks and the fact that they're just focusing on a single player horror experience, like it's hard not to be excited for it. And what about Spider-Man coming to PC? How big an announcement is that in your mind? It's, I I guess it's pretty massive. Like there's no bigger franchise in the world than Spider-Man. So I think they said that 32 million copies have sold of that game on PlayStation. So I'm sure it'll sell what another like five, ten million on PC. People will double dip, and yeah, yeah, new people will be able to, to grab it. So it's it's a it's a big deal. I think it's it just shows that all of these games are going to come to PC eventually. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, well, I'm keen to pick uh, Brody and James's brains if we can get them on the episode next week because I'm sure um, Brody's going to like the look of Roller Drome, which is that kind of like weird kind of roller skating slash combat game um, that's got a crazy kind of story that surrounds it all as well. Um, and James, I'm sure we'll have a thing or two to say about Street Fighter Six too, and maybe it's revamped logo as well. Um, but do go over to the website and check out our full roundup of all the announcements there, and you can catch all the trailers in the article too. It's a super handy resource if you're unable to watch the uh the direct not direct say to play this morning um looking ahead though we're sort of in this june kind of post e3 announcement period at the moment i say post e3 like post e3 dying a death um it's now kind of encapsulated in this summer game fest instead and the next big conference quote unquote is the summer game fest showcase uh friday june 10th at 4 a.m australian eastern 3 30 central 2 a.m western and 6 a.m over in new zealand um personally given blue team on the list of partner developers and publishers i hope we get some clarity on what the hell is going on with the silent hill situation uh but kieran i might come to you first if you have any predictions about what we might see at the summer games fest showcase um, I, I don't know. It's hard to know what to expect. It's hard to know like who even is going to turn up. Um, but like being a, a Jeff Keighley show, surely we see Kojima 
with his new project, like with some kind of new project, um, whether that's like a, a Death Stranding 2 or something completely different. Um, and I kind of like, I don't know. I feel like Ubisoft is going to be there as well. I really want them to have some updates on release dates for stuff like Mario and Rabbids. Um, and they're not doing their own show. So I feel like that's a pretty safe mm. bet. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like the floor is open. Like, it's so much un- unsaid still. Um, yeah. I don't know. I heard some speculation perhaps that Elden Ring might get some DLC of some possibility. Would that, Could something be, yeah. like that take your fancy? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm keen to jump back into that game. So I'd, I'd be down for whatever DLC they announce if they do. Shannon, did I sort of steal your thunder by getting excited about Silent Hill or is there anything else you'd, you'd predict to see? <laughs> no. I love that, yeah, we see Bloober Team and, like, you assume it's going to be Silent Hill, but then I saw someone say they were working on something else as Layers well. of Fear so 2, maybe? <laughs> yeah, Layers of Fear, that's right. So, it'll just be that. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it's so hard to know what to expect from this because we don't know if PlayStation are doing anything else in June and if Nintendo's doing a direct. Like, my gut feeling is we'll see something from both of those publishers here, given this is, like, the big... E3 Game mm. Awards type showcase so maybe like mm. I could see like a Last of Us remake if that's this year like I could see that being here just because it will be covered broadly and like maybe a new look at Breath of the Wild too. but then again if Nintendo and PlayStation do have stuff in the next month or so like they'll probably need everything they can get so it's just so hard to know but it's a Jeff Keighley event right so you would have to hope that there will be some big announcements to come. Yeah, I mean, he can certainly attract uh, some major draw cards. But yeah, it is like looking at the list of partnered kind of uh, studios and publishers, you've got things like a Samsung Gaming Hub sat there as well, right? Which is is kind of hard to get excited about. And if they're kind of... If someone like that has a big sort of bigger sort of feature at the showcase, maybe it's nothing really to write home about. There'll be um, the new like Schick Hydro Man from like a couple yeah. of years ago, <laughs> just every five yeah. seconds. <laughs> exactly. But then like we've obviously that his track record, Jeff Keighley, in, in kind of putting on these events is fantastic. And you would hope yeah, to see kind of a couple of tentpole announcements there at least. And he, he knows what he's doing. You feel like if, if he's putting Bloober Team on a thing on its own, like it, it has to be Silent Hill doesn't it it can't be anything else <laughs> well it's certainly what he wants to get people excited about us exactly the prospect of that um given but yeah like that he, is Kieran feeling touched on it likely um but we're not getting a ubisoft or ea presser or and there's no square enix one or even though we just got final fantasy here but so that's like three of the major publishers that we yeah. could expect to see stuff from at this so that in itself is more exciting than it was last year in my opinion mm. yeah no for sure for sure well, not long to wait now. I kind of I kind of like this new approach to kind of June rather than it being one weekend and it's just kind of a shitstorm of like showcases back to back throughout the night. This kind of feels a little bit more kind of spaced out at the moment and I'm it enjoying does. that and I'm sure you are too as I know that both of you are <laughs> busy writing up the new stories. Um, speaking of new stories though, got one more to discuss today and that is Dragon Age 4 officially being called Dragon Age Dreadwolf which I think is a pretty dope name um, and one that ought to be familiar to those that have played Inquisition, referencing the trickster deity Solus, the Dreadwolf. However, Bioware have reassured new players that the antagonist will be properly introduced when the time is right. Dot, dot, dot. They were kind of teasing there. Um, Kieran, coming back to you. Firstly, what relationship do you have with the Dragon Age series? And what does this announcement do for you? Um, well, I mean, I, I 
I played a lot of Dragon Age Origins when that came out um, and Dragon Age 2, like right at the height of like that Bioware period where Dragon Age and Mass Effect were both just like so good. Mm. Um, but I never played through Inquisition, so I don't really have a lot of background for this, um, but I'm keen to see where it goes and if it, like if when they do eventually introduce it, if it looks good, I might even jump back and play through Inquisition just for the sake of it. Having sort of played the games in the heyday of Bioware, I suppose, and and them obviously kind of having a bit of a fall from grace or re- more recently, do you mm. think that going back to Dragon Age is going to represent a return to form for them? Were you still a bit apprehensive? I feel like I feel like lessons would have been learned, whether it's at Bioware or EA. Like I, I reckon, you know, then I don't see a repeat of Andromeda happening. Um. Or Anthem. Or Anthem. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I completely forgot that game existed. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, fine. I, You're forgiven. <laughs> I think I think games are too expensive now to release turd after turd. So I feel like, yeah, this, this has to be good. <laughs> I love that, that song. It's true. Yeah, turd after turd. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to be, be reaching out for you to, for that quote. <laughs> That's not I'll going in the trailer anthem. anytime soon. Bioware. <laughs> 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 um, uh, no, it has to be good. It's going to be years away as well, right? Like, I feel like they're just yeah. trickling stuff out to keep people interested. Yeah, odd that they picked today to do that, I think. Yeah, but, um, I, I, I thought that too. Like, it was the worst time of all days to just put a random image out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like any little piece of information, like speaking to Dragon Age fans, any new little piece of information or art or any glimpse of art, even just a corner of it seems to get them all very, very excited. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how this game shapes up. I like that it seems to be skewed towards newer audiences, um, cause I have no real affinity with the Dragon Age yeah, series. Yeah, it needs to be, I um, think. Yeah, so like... They, I'm sure they're aware, even their language around this announcement seems very much aware that they are trying to reach new players. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, eager to see how that shapes out. It, it feels like a while since I've kind of jumped into something of like a high fantasy elk, um, and I'm kind of feeling that itch. So although this might be a while away, um, I'm eager to see how it shapes up. Um, anyhow. That is the news. I do have a rapid-fire question for the two of you, though. Circling back to the Callisto Protocol conversation, how do you think... Oh, or, yeah. How do you think the, the spiritual successor will compare to the Dead Space remake? And, Shannon, which one do you think you're going to enjoy more? Oh, that's tough. That is really tough. The spiritual successor or the remake? Look, I'm going to go for Callisto just because new with the same vibes is is probably better than rehashing the same stuff i'm excited for both though that's my gut feeling too i'm in agreement with you there kieran i see you nodding is that your answer as well yeah same answer like i love dead space but i've played it so i'll take the new stuff interesting interesting well it certainly if it does hit that december what what's the release date for dead space remake shannon remind me is it Jan twenty fourth or something? That could I be way yeah, like yeah, super January early next year. Right track. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah going to be. Well, certainly, if we can hit time. the December release date, I reckon that's going to stand in its favour. Anyhow, 
now is time for What the Wiki, the Press Start Podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the point. Uh, last week, that point was awarded to James, who was in first place on six, Brody just behind on five, Shannon on four, myself on two, Kieran on one, and Harry and Stephen tied on nil pois. Kieran, you've kindly volunteered to host this week in James's absence. Take yeah. it away. In hindsight, I shouldn't because I'm I'm still only on one point. But yeah, um, <laughs> I was I like, I selfishly <laughs> want an opportunity to get a point here to just like kind of close this gap a little bit between me and the podium. But yeah, it's probably you that really needs the points. <laughs> oh well, um, I also feel like I boxed myself into a, a theme that uh, I've I had difficulty finding games for now. But anyway, okay, uh, interesting. Starting with. The score of the original game was recorded digitally, and this presented difficulties in updating it for a modern remake. As such, the original score was redone in the style of Kida's original work, utilizing a full orchestra and choir. The voice acting was redone, with many of the original cast returning to both re-record their old lines and voice new dialogue. The game utilizes the haptic functionality of the DualSense controller, giving the feel of metal striking metal or to aid in the timing of parries. The game ships with two visual modes, cinematic mode running Shannon. at a native. Hello? Is it Demon Souls? Yes, it is. Ah, we love that. That's, that's what I was well honing done. in on. I should have been, should have jumped, trust my gut. Back yourself. What, well done. what? The score was recorded digitally? Originally, yeah. Really? Apparently. Yeah. Huh. Allegedly. I, wouldn't have th- I thought that was a I cool fact. Yeah, I don't quite know how that all works out, to be honest, but anyhow, go on. I'm not um, challenging. I'm just like trying to understand <laughs> the time and like why, it's on Wikipedia, it's obviously why right. digital recording would be <laughs> an issue. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Uh, a team of 60 people at the developer uh, served to make this uh, new version of the game. The original game's dialogue and humor remained intact, though the team enhanced them by updating the character models and cutscenes and introducing motion capture. Instead of re-recording the lines, the team used the audio from the original game and improved its quality for the remake. The game also includes a mission uh, that was scrapped during development of the original. The developers considered developing the remake as a natural continuation of their work after finishing the development of Fade to Silence. Um, I don't know if you're going to get much more from that. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, this is probably going to give it away. THQ Nordic acquired the intellectual property rights from THQ Shannon. in 2013. Oh. Destroy all yeah. humans. Oh. I was like, I got through the first paragraph and then I was like, the next bit just says what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Did Shannon just trail off, like wondering if he had to say yeah. something else? <laughs> yeah. I, I love, is it one or two? I don't know. But I'll, no, I'll take it's, it. Yeah. You, 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 said the, you said the title, that so that was the title. He's number one. I know. I've learned that is the way to do it. Like, don't. Say anything Don't. more too fast. Just <laughs> let it be yeah, accepted just- <laughs> or not. I've well, been burnt pro- too many times. Pro tactics there. And Shannon, that's how you uh, you jump up to second place because you've now tied with Brody. Um, I love on it. Five points apiece. So, yeah. Come back anytime, Kieran. The season's spicing up a little bit. I like <laughs> it. Um, all right. With that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. You can subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at shancake underscore on the Twitter. And yeah, make sure you keep visiting the site every day with more stuff added. 
Yeah, certainly like in peak news season at the moment. It is. So heaps happening. Um, and some really good giveaways at the moment too, which as I was on Twitter complaining about, I wish I could enter half the time. Uh, also joining <laughs> us today was Kieran. Hello. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at hash brown, hash underscore B-R-A-U-N. Uh, and also manning the news desk at Press Start a little bit lately. Hell yeah. And doing a killer job at it too. I've been your host, Ewan Roxbury. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.